Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Spark, the revolutionary new science of exercise and the brain. When we talk about exercise, we tend to pay attention to the kinds of exercise that are best for keeping fit and losing weight. But we rarely spend a second to wonder if exercise has something to do with our mental health. Let me ask you a question. What kind of exercise do you think contributes the most to our mental health? Some of you might think it's running. Well, running is great. You can enjoy the scenery while running and that helps you feel better. Some think it's swimming. And sure, water sports help people relaxed. But unfortunately, neither is the right answer. A study published in The Lancet, a leading British medical journal showed that tennis and other swing sports, team activities, cycling, and aerobic gymnastics are the sports that most effectively change people's mental states. The study involved a sample of 1.2 million people who had at least some emotional problems such as stress and depression. The researchers analyzed all possible relationships between age, income, marital status, physical and mental health, and the exercises done by all participants. What they found was that those who exercised had significantly better mental health than those who did not. The results from this study surprised many by showing that exercise can not only help you lose weight and stay in shape, it can also improve your mental health. In fact, in his research on the relationship between exercise, the body, and the mind, the author of this book John Rady discovered many connections early on in his treatment of patients with the most complex mental health issues. John Rady is an associate clinical professor at Harvard Medical School. He is also an internationally recognized expert in neuropsychiatry and a leading expert on the connection between exercise and the brain. In 1997, he received the honorary title of Best Doctor in America. The spark movement that he advocates gained global popularity and swept the United States, South Korea, China, and many other countries. The movement attracted coverage from many mainstream media outlets such as the New York Times, the Washington Post, and Men's Health. He also served as an ambassador in 2011 for the Active Kids program, which was launched across the United States and was honored by then First Lady Michelle Obama. This book is co-authored by Eric Hagerman. He is a former editor of the magazines Outdoor and Popular Science, and his work was featured in the Best American Sports Writing in 2004. This book is based on more than 20 years of case studies and experimental research. It summarizes John Rady's discovery of the secret connections between exercise and the brain. As he argues, the brain is more than a commander that just gives orders and has no connection with the outside world. Instead, the brain is inextricably linked to our body movements. He shows us that exercise is a natural brain booster. It can cure many diseases and also has a preventative effect. In addition to improving memory and attention deficit disorder, exercise can also remove stress and anxiety, balance hormones in women, and make us less fearful in the fight against aging. How does exercise affect the brain? And what kind of changes does exercise cause in the brain? In this bookie, we will answer these questions from the following three aspects. 
Part 1, Exercise Improves Cognitive Ability Part 2, Exercise Improves Mental Health Part 3, How to Exercise More Rationally Let's start with Part 1, Exercise Improves the Cognitive Function of the Brain Rodolfo Linas, a neurophysiologist at New York University suggests that only moving creatures need a brain. He uses the example of a tiny jellyfish-like animal called the sea squirt, which is a type of coral polyps. This little creature is born with a simple spinal cord and a brain of 300 neurons. It must find a nice patch of coral within 12 hours of birth, or else it will die. So, it begins to move around in the sea. Once it puts down its roots on a coral, it will never leave. The sea squirt then eats its own brain, because it is now settled on the coral, it doesn't need to move again, and it doesn't even need a brain. From this perspective, the sea squirt looks much more like a plant than an animal. Rodolfo Linas explains this phenomenon as that which we call thinking is the evolutionary internalization of movement. In other words, the brain is doing exercise when it is thinking, and such exercise has evolved the ability to think. Alright, you might then ask how exercise affects the brain. John Rady Research provides an answer to this question and has shown that exercise improves the cognitive function of the brain. And now, let's talk about the detailed mechanisms behind it. First, exercise boosts the production of BDNF, a brain cell fertilizer, and strengthens memory. Carl Kottman, a researcher at the University of California, Irvine once wondered if people who consistently kept their minds in good shape shared anything in common. He spent four years studying people who had no cognitive decline and kept good brain health. He found three key factors, education, self-efficacy, and exercise. The first two factors were not surprising, but Kottman was intrigued by the last one. How is exercise related to the cognitive ability and state of the brain? We should mention a key substance here, the brain-derived neurotrophic factor or BDNF for short. It provides nutrients for the brain, maintains circuits between neurons, and is a synthetic protein known as the brain's nutritious fertilizer. So what does exercise have to do with BDNF? Kotman, the researcher whom we just mentioned did another experiment. He divided mice into four groups. The first group did not run, while the other three groups ran for two, four, and seven nights in a row respectively. Before they ran, the rats were injected with a kind of molecule that binds to BDNF in the brain, and they were monitored to see how exercise affected their brains. It turned out that the more the mice exercised, the higher the BDNF levels in the brain, and the more active the hippocampus is, which is important to brain function. So far, we know that exercise increases the level of BDNF in the brain, but you might ask why does exercise have anything to do with learning? To answer this question, let's first look at how neurons work inside the brain during the learning process. Imagine that you are now trying to memorize 10 English words. When you say the first word unbelievable the neurons in your brain immediately go to work, and they communicate with each other the pronunciation and the spelling of the word. At this point, if you repeat the word over and over again, say a dozen times, the synapses between these neurons that are used to process information will grow new dendrites. The more dendrites there are, the more times the word will be passed around, and the better your memory will be for these words. 
Alright, following this argument, our memory gets stronger with more synaptic dendrites between neurons. But the question is how you get more synapses to sprout new dendrites? This is where the brain nutrient BDNF that we just mentioned comes into play. This substance BDNF is just like a gas station for the synapses. It not only provides the proteins and serotonins that are essential for the synapses to grow, but also enhances their ability to transmit information. So, when you do high-intensity exercise and get your heart rate up to a certain range, your brain produces more nutrients. Then, as the neurons build more connections with each other, your memory improves. In addition to memory enhancement, the second key point that exercise improves cognitive ability is to induce neurogenesis and improve our learning ability. Let's look at an example. Jessie has a twin sister. She had been hanging out with her sister since she was little and did not have much interaction with her classmates. Jessie is shy. And she even shows a certain degree of social anxiety. However, after getting into high school, she and her sister had different class schedules, which meant there was no way for them to stay together. So, Jessie was forced to start talking to her classmates. To fit in, she signed up for kayaking classes. Kayaking is a skill-intensive sport. But Jessie learned it quickly. She was getting better at it over time and became more confident in communicating with others. After that, she joined the adventure club. She went rock climbing with others at 6.30 every morning. Since she fell in love with sports, she seemed to become a totally different person. On the morning of a very important exam, Jessie and her sister decided to go kayaking together. When they walked into the examination room, they showed up wet and cold, but they suddenly found they had clear heads. Guess what? They both scored 1,400 out of a possible 1,600, which was the top score of the entire class. We think many of you would agree that very few school kids would be courageous enough to do a high-intensity exercise in the early morning before an exam. It's believed by many to be too time and energy-consuming. But Jessie did it. She did it because she knew that exercise could help set her brain up for learning and help her focus, be confident, and no longer be so shy. So, how does exercise help your brain be tuned for learning? This is related to the regeneration of neurons. It is generally assumed that the number of brain cells reaches its limit around the age of 20 and no longer increases afterwards. But a groundbreaking study in 1988 turned that idea on its head. When scientists used state-of-the-art equipment to study the human brain, they found that even in patients with advanced cancer, neurons in their brains were still dividing and proliferating. This process is called neurogenesis. Neuroscientist Fred Gage of the Salk Institute in La Jolla, California used mice in an experiment. He had one group of mice run on wheels, while the other group did not run. It was found that the running mice had significantly more new neurons. Later, his colleague put inactive mice in a pool, together with mice that hit the running wheel 4 or 5 kilometers a night to test how well they remembered the escape route. The results showed that the daily runners could find a safe place without water and run away quickly. In contrast, mice that never exercised floundered about in water before finding their way out. When the mice brains were dissected, it turned out that the active mice had twice as many new stem cells in their hippocampus as the inactive mice. 
This study convincingly shows that there is a significant correlation between exercise and learning. With this in mind, let's revisit the case of physical education in Naperville that the author mentions in his book. In this city, the physical education classes were arranged first thing in the morning. Students performed high-intensity workouts with heart rates between 80 and 90% of their maximum before attending their reading and writing lessons. It was later discovered that the students learned much better when they did a workout before school. But why was that? Why is our learning ability boosted after physical activity? This is because exercise stimulated the students' brains to produce more neural stem cells. Also, the classroom learning further stimulated their growth. In the end, these new stem cells plugged into the neural network and participated in brain learning, and thus learning ability was improved. The third key point behind exercise improving cognitive performance is that exercise helps us get focused and deal with attention deficit disorder. Nowadays, a plethora of information is accessible at our hands because everyone has a smartphone. But this also raises the question as to how we might develop attention deficit disorder. For example, let's say that you have been sitting at your desk and trying to read a book for a while. But after finishing just a few lines, you suddenly remember that you haven't returned someone's call. You call them and then get back to reading. But it doesn't take long for you to start thinking about the clothes that you purchased online a few days ago and wonder when they would arrive. You quickly take out your mobile phone and check the shipping status. At the end of the day, you realize that you seem to have spent 20 minutes on reading, but only 5 minutes was time that you actually spent reading, while the rest of the time was spent on other trivial tasks. So, the more information we have access to, the more likely we are to be distracted and unable to concentrate on one thing. The two substances in the brain that are closely related to attention are dopamine and norepinephrine. If you don't have enough of them, it will be difficult for you to focus. Scientists studying Parkinson's disease have found that exercise and attention share use of a part of the neural network in the brain. When we engage in regular exercise, the levels of dopamine and norepinephrine in the brain increase. Norepinephrine improves the quality of communication between neurons, and dopamine reduces the noise produced during neurotransmission. These two substances clear the barriers to information transmission and improve concentration. As a result, people's sense of balance, time management, result evaluation, error correction, and coordination of fine movements are all effectively controlled and adjusted. So that concludes part one. Now let's review what we've covered. Exercise prepares our brain for leaning. It increases the level of brain-derived neurotrophic factor BDNF, promotes the growth of neurons, activates the information transmission between neural networks and strengthens memory. At the same time, exercise stimulates the generation of new neural stem cells in the brain, which can effectively improve learning. As the levels of dopamine and norepinephrine increase after exercise, the brain enters a state of concentration, allowing it to focus on getting things done. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.